Well, hi guys, thanks so much for uh, tuning in. This is something a little bit different, uh, calling it uh, influencers. Um, so the reason why I wanted to do something like this and we'll get a few different guests on um, over time is uh, with COVID and everything that's happening at the moment, I've been trying to dig a lot deeper into the people that have basically influenced my, my career um, and also people that are just doing some, some really cool stuff. Um, so our first guest today, Luke Stowe. Um, I, I met Luke um, a few years ago now when he was a broker, um, so we did a bit to work together in the real estate space and he quit his job and um, pursued his passion around media and all the stuff that he's doing there so um, we dive deep into his journey I think this one is a pretty important one especially at this point in time where people have actually lost jobs um, Luke obviously left his and went and pursued something he was passionate about so I think a lot of people that have lost their jobs will be able to get something something really cool out of this so I hope you guys enjoy how's um how's everything going yeah, mate, it's all right. It's a bit weird with no sport, which we yeah. could probably touch on as well, given that that's what I sort of do. Yeah. Um, but then there's obviously the big part of the clothing business and we've tried to like, um, which is kind of what I wanted to do from the beginning is like integrate having like the YKTR clothing brand being more of like a, like a publishing hub for articles and blogs and pop culture mm. news and sport, this whole thing of it. So. Yeah. Um, are you recording me or are you just doing audio? Um, if you want to jump on, that'd be good as well. I was going to throw it onto video as well if you've if you, um, got your makeup on. Uh, let me just make sure I look. I'm all right in like a hoodie, like a cap and stuff. Oh, mate, like, this is just cruising. If I, if I didn't have, I mean, I didn't ideally want to be in the office, but with a little one at home, it's um, unpredictable with uh, him screaming and all the other stuff that comes with it. Yeah, man. Yeah, cool. You're good. Um, yeah. What about you, man? How's things? Yeah, man, look, it's pretty good. I think um, I think right across the board, it's pretty slow, to be frank. Um, yeah. Not just in our industry, but in all industries at the moment. Um, yeah. But look, man, we're doing okay. We've um, sort of shifted our mindset from just doing sales to really focusing on relationships and just trying to um, yeah. just really checking in on people, man, making sure they're all good and seeing if there's anything that we could do to help. So yeah. um, we're not really getting too frustrated. And I don't think you can um, in your sort of game as well, like things have slowed down, I'd imagine. No, 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 no. We dropped um, a shirt last week, and it completely sold out. Wow! So I think that it's it's part of it off the back of the way that Isaac's been able to build the brand equity yeah. to a point where it's like when you it's it, all he does is Gary V copy paste <laughs> Isaac John, yeah. but it's like to the point where if you build up enough, when you throw the hook people like people want to buy it so mm. it was an interesting test and like me personally i only contract him so i'm not like on the books and like my, my income's being cut from it so yeah it's for me it's positive to see that people are still buying because it impacts me in what yeah, i'm course. getting what money i make if i'm looking at it from a selfish perspective of course um and i'll try and figure out the right way to touch on that without coming across salty because i'm not salty at all but you know what i mean <laughs> oh look man it is what it is i think a lot of people and a lot of industries have had to take a bit of a hit in this whole thing um and i think it's a matter of uh, digging deep and i think employers will respect their employees if they take a rate cut and they still hustle really really hard um and we're finding that within our business like we're lucky enough that we didn't have to do any pay cuts or anything like that but we've had our staff really dig deep and say you know we appreciate that that hasn't happened we know that it may happen at some stage but we're going to show you that we're like here to work and we're going to try and do our best to keep the business alive essentially yeah 
Yeah. So, but yeah, it's like for someone who's actually just started a business yourself, like you can, some people would have the mindset. It's like, Oh, of course this was going to happen to me first year own business, blah, blah, blah. But like, it's just a credit to you that you've been able to have the mindset that you've got. And it doesn't surprise me at all. Like I've said before. No, man, I appreciate that. Look, I think it is, it is what it is, right? There's no perfect time for this whole thing. And um, um, I think if we can get through this, you will probably get through anything, right? Yeah, exactly <laughs> right, man. So um, let's kick off. So I'm, I'm calling this influencers. Uh, the reason why, to give you a bit of context behind it, why I wanted to do it is that um, as COVID hit, there was a lot of distractions around all the stuff around the virus and all that stuff, which is fair enough. Um, and I turned to people that um, influenced me the most in, in all different areas, like Gary Vee's been a big one, uh, my, my business coach, um, Josh Vegan, who the real mm-hmm. estate coach you'd know mm-hmm. of as well. And I have a look at what you do and what you've done so far. And I thought it's really, really cool, especially with people that are, look, unfortunately losing jobs and maybe have an opportunity to go and pursue a passion, which is exactly what you did. So um, why don't you take us from the start? Like, tell us a bit about you and, and what you're about. Yeah, so I started in the bank pretty much straight after school. Well, I was in a surf shop first, which is a kind of a, a long circle. I'll circle back to that later. Yeah. Um, yes, I started January 2010, Bankwest Castle Towers um, as the guy at the front, just the meter greeter, they called it. And then from there, a month later, I was already in sales, opening accounts because the boss at the time said that he saw something and you just need to be on the front line mm. opening accounts. 12 months from there, I'd sold enough, won enough state awards and things like that to then become the branch lender. So I was doing a bit of mortgages and then moved out to Chatswood and that's when it's, I just kept moving branches. I knew that it'd be a valuable thing to do to go to all the different parts of Sydney. So I was working in Penrith, working in Parramatta, spent a lot of time in the CBD, Chatswood, mm. um, to try and get as much experience. Because um, I knew long-term the goal was to become a mortgage broker. And I figured if I have all these, every part of Sydney is different in terms of the people that you're dealing with on a relationship basis, you would know all this. Um, but I just felt it was important. And I was only 20 and I did that for, what's that, seven years I was there. Um, finished up at Bankwest as a mobile banker. So I had the car, had the laptop, um, flexibility, see clients before, after hours. Um, and then that transitioned pretty well into um, joining a mortgage broking business with two of my former Bankwest colleagues. Um, and I did that for two years. And I thought for a long time that that's because I'd set this goal way back when that I was going to become a mortgage broker. I always thought that that's where I would ultimately find sort of my happiness, but I'll sort of just, I didn't. Um, and then, so I was just, I was just always thinking and I've part of the, like when I was always doing, cause we were our own business as the mortgage business. I do a lot of our design stuff. I did a little bit in high school. If we needed a flyer. If we needed an update on the website. If we needed to do something on the Facebook, um, that was me. So I do all that sort of stuff, create forms. Um, and I always probably got a little bit too carried away with it. Uh, is we, I think that I, um, I noticed that the most. I think there was, I remember very well, there was one time that we caught up at a cafe, killed the whisker in Thornley. I, I remember this vividly. Very good local. Yeah, that's right. Um, shout out to them. And uh, I remember sitting down with you and we spoke a little bit about brokerage and real estate. And then you 
had jumped straight into the whole um, sort of graphic design stuff and showing me all the ads and stuff that you're putting out. And I started to see a little bit more after that. And I, I thought to myself at that point, I'm like, you really nailed the market and the marketing that you were putting out was really, um, really engaging, I think at the time and there were certain things that were happening. So I already saw at that point that there was something else coming out of you. So I guess you had sort of incorporated the real passion into the brokerage and then obviously started to shift over time. Yeah, well, I think we, I started um, firsthomepurchase.com.au as right. a way for, to lead generate first home buyers to come through to ultimately help them with their finance. Um, and it was just a really eye-opening experience, learning a bit of the Facebook ads back end and then all the ad copy that we were trying to do. And I, like, yeah, I said it before, I got probably a little bit too carried away with that part of it and not necessarily the the getting clients part of it. Um, but I just figured it was, uh, I was at a point where um, when I ultimately made the decision, I was like, I just need to try something new. Um, and then that sort of led me to sort of where I am now, which is, I sort of put my broking career on hold. I spoke to my business partners and I was like, look, give me a month. I just need to, I think I just need to figure out what I want to do, whether I want to, this is just a phase or if I want to come back and um, yeah, so I wasn't sure. So during that month I was applying for jobs um, just to get just like a, I just wanted a base wicket so then I could try and focus on this as a side hustle. Yeah. Um, excuse me. And uh, yeah, during that time I, I sort of off the back of everything that I was doing with um, the design work for the broking business that I was at Simplify Finance, I just sort of jumped on YouTube and I was like, I'd always followed like accounts like your Bleacher Report of Sport in the US, Fox Sports, etc. And the thing that caught my eye was um, when, a when a player is changing teams, they'll do like a jersey swap. And I always found that. I'm like, how do they get him in a new jersey? So I just started Googling or YouTubing how to do it. And I've, there's all these tutorials that I came across. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I downloaded Photoshop. I already had that, the Adobe on my computer for some video editing and the design work that I've been doing previously. So I sat there and I just decided one day I wasn't actively looking for mortgage clients because I was on that one month hiatus. Yeah. And I just started figuring out how to use Photoshop just by watching YouTube. It came across some awesome YouTube channels. And I'm the kind of person that sort of picks that sort of stuff up quickly. So it, it, all the stuff that I'd done previously loosely set a base for being able to learn the tools of it and how it all works. But yeah, off the back of that, I then sort of just like reverse engineered what the current sports media landscape was in Australia, who the key players were. And I sort of, went from there and just started to network and create graphics on Instagram. I created a, an account on Instagram that was nowhere near related to me or my personal name. It was just an account where I just upload things almost just like as a, yeah. Cause I didn't know if it was something that I wanted to do. I wasn't going to put my own name to it. So I just made it an Instagram account was upgrading, uploading all these sports graphics. And ultimately it led me to where I am today working for YKTR clothing and looking after the sports media page. 
Yeah. And like in, in Australia, I don't know if you noticed, but when I started seeing you do all this stuff, and again, I remember vividly, we, we went up to the Vicar, um, the pub up there. And I think, I think you may have been just starting off um, with YKTR and you were showing me some of the stuff that you were doing and you were showing me how you go about doing it um, and looking at all the things that are sort of trending at the moment and everything that was happening there. And you could, I could just tell that there was a real a passion for it. Um, what made you continue to dig deeper into that? Because in Australia, there isn't a lot of that. In the States, there's heaps of it. And I remember you showing me that's, that's where you got a lot of the ideas from. And I'm sure that's where a lot of the, um, maybe the drivers came from. What made you want to continue pursuing it in Australia? Uh, I think I just saw the, a white space that Australia wasn't necessarily, um, there was nothing there really. Like you have your Fox Sports you have your ESPN accounts, but if you go on both of their Instagram, they're quite basic mm. um, when you can compare it to something like a Bleacher Report in the US. Um, the way they deliver their news is different. One thing that I, not, necess- not just from the graphics point of view, but from the actual business point of view, um, there was a number of accounts that I'd followed during that period and I'd gone quite deep into and then I'd, I'd look up the the founders of the business. So I listened to all of the Bleacher Report podcasts of not just Bleacher Report talking about sport, but the actual business guy talking about how he built Bleacher Report. There's a young guy who started the massive House of Highlights Instagram account. His name's Omar. Yeah. I listened to every word he ever said on a podcast, on a YouTube video on how he built it. He's got a really cool story about how um, he wanted to watch Dwayne Wade basketball highlights um, when Le- no, when LeBron left Miami, he wanted to watch Dwayne Wade and LeBron basketball highlights and he couldn't find any on YouTube or anything like that. So he started an account um, called House of, I don't think it was called House of Highlights at the time, but he started the account, started publishing all these cool little edits of these videos and then it just grew. And now it's one of the biggest accounts on Instagram with like 15 odd million. He yeah. just got um, headhunted by ESPN to run their Sports Center account. So there's all these like little stories that have that were coming out, and another big one that I've always been a fan of, um, just personally consuming is Complex, which is like hip hop culture embraced with sports, music, arts, design, and Complex don't have a presence; they have a minimal presence in Australia. So I thought that was one angle that I could try and manoeuvre my way into, or um, being someone who enjoys watching YouTube vlogs. Um, I came across Isaac John. Um, who's a former rugby league player with the Penrith Panthers. Um, he is best mates with two football players, Corey Norman and James Chico Seguiaro, and they vlogged. So I just happened to be looking for content on YouTube. This was, I knew about these guys when I was um, broking, but I'd consumed their content here and there. And I sort of noticed on his own Instagram page, the way that he was marketing and for his business was he would almost use Bleacher Report content and repurpose it under his own brand yeah um so he was doing a q a on instagram and i put a thing um in his um well sorry before that um one of the first graphics i ever designed was for him um just as so you, like you f- just started doing that like as a free thing because you know you and i always spoke about gary v and all the stuff that he was doing and it was like jab 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 and giving a lot of free stuff away is that how that initially started that relationship with with ice yeah so the first edit i ever did and uploaded on my account and i was umming and ahhing at the time whether to even post it because i felt like it was almost like blowing smoke up 
someone's backside and I'm not about that but I thought it was like such a cool little thing that I'd put together and it was one of the first designs I ever made so I uploaded it and tagged them and within like five minutes they'd all commented on it and started laughing I photoshopped them onto an iconic um the Toronto Raptors the shot of Kawhi Leonard um he's like squatting as he's shooting the basket to make it into the finals yeah they put they all love their basketball so I photoshopped them onto that and then, then they ended up sharing it. That resulted in me getting like 100 followers on an account that had like 10 at the time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I think I've figured this out. So um, from back and forth, then I'd start creating more content. What I would do then this month that I wasn't working, I'd wake up, I'd hit up the news and I'd see um, what sort of breaking news stories. And I'd try and make like a Bleach Report style graphic design out of it with like, I think Bogut just re-signed with the... Sydney King so I did an Andrew Bogut design um, and just things like that and then coming back to where I was saying before I did the um, Instagram Q&A and I was just like what's your thoughts on starting a sports media company because um, as an athlete he they all have relationship with the media and for better or worse sometimes it's not the greatest relationship that sports players and athletes do have with the media so if they had almost their own public a channel where they can voice their own opinions on it, it's obviously a benefit to them. So I asked a question via Instagram. Um, he he answered, he picks three questions. He he used it on his podcast and he mentioned that it was something that he was interested in. So then rather than just being like, Oh, um, ice, you should hire me because I'm a good graphic designer. I didn't even do that. I just basically said, look, you've answered my question. I really appreciate it. Here's a few podcasts that I think that you should listen to to open your mind to it a little bit more. So I sent him the Bleach Report one. I sent him one for Richard um, Antonello, I think his name is. He's the founder of Complex Media that I mentioned before. Um, and rather than him seeing me for like another content creator, he saw me as someone that he could connect with on like a business level, um, for lack of a better term. So you're basically um, educating him in some way to think the way that you were thinking. Um, and it's just to ensure that you guys are both on the same page because obviously this was a big move for you. I mean, you were still not, you didn't have a job at that point. So you needed to make sure that the next move was actually going to be the right move. You had found your passion, but I think it's interesting because a lot of people go to an interview and for a job and the person that's employing them will do all the questions, but the actual employee doesn't ask the questions. So I guess you've gone back to him and said, look, this is the way that I'm thinking thinking you wanted to make sure that he was of the same mind frame is that right yeah exactly and i knew he would be because that's he's such an out there person on instagram who he is on and off instagram he's the exact same person i've come to know that um since then obviously because i'm working with him now but yeah. yeah at the time i just figured i think one and i always said it from the beginning there were so many and there still is so many gun designers and people that know Photoshop and I don't claim to be great at Photoshop at all. I just can turn around something quick, which nobody was doing. So it got to the point where ice was asking me, Oh, how would you like to help out with, um, uh, like doing, Oh, would you mind? I think Corey Norman got nominated for rugby league award and he sent me a DM one night at about nine o'clock at night. He goes, Hey mate, can you, um, make a presidential style poster of Corey, you know, those ones where they're like yeah. three colors. Yeah. And cause he was, it was like a presidential style campaign for him to win this award. And like, I've never done that ever in my life. So I said, yep, sweet. I'd actually just jumped in bed to go to bed. It was like nine 30. So yeah. I was like, nah, get this done. So I jumped on YouTube, how to make presidential style poster in Photoshop, found this tutorial, 
found the photos that I need to of Normie. And then I, I went from there. And then one thing I always pride myself on is to try and make my designs have something a little bit unique in them that sort of tells their story. And the, the award was for um, um, uh, something to do with Corey Norman, what he does for charity. He does a lot of work with Pass It On Clothing, which is, um, it's based in the city in Parramatta. They give out clothes to homeless people. So he'll go out there once a week and um, chat to the, all these homeless people, make their days because they're chatting with a professional footy player. So he was getting recognized for that effectively with, by the NRL. Um, so what I made sure that I did in that poster, I made sure that the photos of him with um, helping these people were all part of this graphic. So I just wanted a photo of Corey Norman looking like a presidential in that artwork thing, but I took it to sort of the next level. Um, and I did it all within half an hour, trying like, watching this YouTube video step by step, mm. making this video for him. And I think that really impressed him. And one of the things he always said was speed kills. Um, He's like, we can get photo- we can hire photographers to shoot our product. We can do this, we can do that. And everyone always takes so long. You just do it so quickly. And I think it's part from the world that we, or your current world and my previous world, you've got to be quick. Otherwise you lose the deal. Yeah. And it's having that mindset, being able to be a salesperson first and a designer second, because that's what I'm doing. I'm selling me. I'm selling what I can do. It's but you're, you're sort of you're showing value first, and that this is a big Gary V thing, and we've spoken yeah. about this several times before. And I know you still absorb his content. Um, it's just about pr- producing value first, so showing what how you're valuable. And you did that in the brokerage space as well, and like you know, giving advice out, whether it be the graphics or not. But even in the conversations you were having with some of the clients, it's like value, 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 value. And then people um, then come back to you and say, "Well, you know, I, I trust you now. You've given me all this stuff. Now, can you help me with this?" Yeah. And I guess that's essentially what you do. Advice. Yeah, and it, the same thing. Like friends and family was the biggest referral source for myself as a broker, and I think having that mindset of trying to do more because you know that what you do now is going to help you in three months' time. That same sort of mentality in graphic design, and a lot of people going back to I think I'm sort of going around a few circles here, but the point where I was trying to make was a lot of people in graphic design and sports design they're they're amazing at what they do but that's their only world. They've only done a TAFE course or they've done a design course, which shows them how to use it and how to create. And a lot of creatives aren't not necessarily the best salespeople because it's just not what they've come from. Whereas I've done the opposite. I've come from the people and networking part of the world. And now I can implement that in being a creative. So I've got my own product, which is my graphic design talent, I guess, without the lack of a better term. (laughs) Yeah, but in a funny way, like I laugh about it because like you're not just a graphic designer, right? Like you're doing all the stuff around the podcast and the videos and we'll get to that yeah. in a second. But, you know, you've got so many other um, things in the tool belt that you're sort of pulling out. And obviously the sales side of it was the most important because you were pitching yourself, but you had to prove how good you were and what you were actually able to do. And I think I love the most around, you know, people say to me, well, I don't know how to do that. And, and how does that actually work? Where you're just like, well, just go and figure it out. Literally type the exact words in to Google and we're able to figure out exactly what needed to be done. So like, what does a sort of day in the life for you look like now? Because you're always producing more content. You're always hitting the nail. Even if there's things that I'm not following around sport, you paint a really, really good picture just out of one photo and a very small caption. So what does a day in the life actually look like? Yeah. So I'm almost now, I, we sort of loosely uh, phrase it as like Isaac's right hand man. So 
we so to get to where I am now because I haven't really touched on that mm. yet. We we started the sports media under the YKTR as YKTR Media, um, and given Isaac's access to like current NRL talent, we build stories. We have a writer that's based in Auckland. He does the written part of the business, um, where he'll say interview a player, talk, and we we don't want to talk about like what's happening on the field. It's everything that's off the field. It's your pop culture. It's your sport. Is there, what, what do they eat? What do they train? What type of sneakers do they love? All that sort of stuff that we felt that we weren't getting from your Fox Sports and your ESPNs. And Basically the giving, that- giving the players a voice that it's not misconstrued and, and information's not changed between what the, the players are doing versus what the media puts out, right? Because the media, like Fox Sports and stuff, they'll put something out that's going to generate more views and generate traffic where you guys are just putting out like this is the real content, yeah? Yeah, and we don't say we don't want to report on news. Like, there's that if something breaks, we're not here to do a post straight away on it. But we might put our own spin on it at our own time and talk about it. So that's how we sort of started. YKTR Media was the account, and then I think it was around the turn of the year, or maybe January this year, um, we decided to change it to YKTR Sports. Um, and YKTR Sports just. Because of people were expecting us to be news given that we were labeled media. So just by changing it to sports allowed us to be more of like the house of highlights where we're just going to be uploading like cool throwback videos off Instagram, NBA, um, NFL, um, NRL. We don't really like to use their content because they're quite copyright. Um, we've been, we've done it once and it got pulled straight away. So if any, we want to have a good relationship with the NRL. So we don't really do anything like that. Um, and yeah, so that's, what and then within YKTR um, is the actual clothing brand itself. So that's the that's the foundation of the business. Nothing happens without the clothing business. So I work in the clothing business. I provide content for the Instagram during the day for that page as well. Um, Instagram stories, um, and we're just growing it at a. Well, Ice is growing it to the point where um, we're just trying to be a bit more measured in how we do things. So. X amount of content equals X amount of return because people are clicking on the website. Um, Ice is a wizard at Facebook and Instagram marketing. So he knows how to retarget and everything like that, which has sort of led to where we are now in Corona times where we don't have access to talent. There's no sport on the TV at all. Um, My biggest thing for him was we just need to be, this is the time where we really need to be driving traffic to the website because if you know that one in every hundred people are going to buy something when they land on your website statistically, then let's the more hundreds of people that we get through to there, the more sales that you're going to make. And if you're in a point where you need to cut your costs at the moment for your business to stay afloat, then the only thing that I can try and do from my perspective is do everything that I can to push everyone to that, website and provide more content so then when we do have a shirt drop like we did like we spoke offline before um it's it sells out because we've provided so much value to the people yeah and do you get um involved in the whole designing of the clothing and stuff yeah 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 so collections uh it's taken a while for my stuff to sort of come through um, because you're designing almost like three seasons, two seasons in advance and having coronavirus, like we were impacted to this all the way back in January, back when it broke out in Wuhan, because China shut down, which means, well, they had Chinese New Year and then they came back from Chinese New Year and then all the factories were closed just because of coronavirus. So we were um, talking to other brands in the complex and everyone was sort of feeling it then and then nobody was really expecting it to 
well, I think people were, but then it just sort of just went bang. I remember talking about it in rugby league. Why isn't rugby league having the conversation about getting rid of crowds at games? And I think we posted about it on the Wednesday. And then by Thursday, it just started the round one. We were going to go out and film content around round one. And it got to the point where it's like, well, what's the, like, I don't really want to be going out and throwing microphones in random people's faces and potentially contracting it, taking it home back to my mum. I, I don't want to do that. So I, we pulled the pin on that. And then before you know it, week two in the NRL, crowds are gone. Week three, they've pulled the plug on it all together. So it's pretty crazy times. But for the clothing brand, that's our main thing. Driving traffic, building, providing as much value as possible. So we're talking, we're doing, I'm doing blogs now on not just sport, um, on the music and the culture, which is everything that I like. And you brought your, your blog out, which I read last night, was around how you design what you design. Um, and that's obviously giving back to people. And you showed some tutorials around, you know, the design process and everything that happens there. I had a good read of that. And like for me, I'm not in that space, but I actually do really, really enjoy it. You know, I, I actually do enjoy social. I've, I've dropped that a little bit and sort of given it to one of the staff to, to handle because that's not where the revenue is going to be um, earned within exactly. my particular business. So I had to really focus on that. But, you know, just watching what you've put out now is giving me a few different ideas that I can implement into my industry. Yeah. And I think it's like one of the things we've chatted about before is I like being able to be in the position I am now and then looking back at what I was doing before from it. So you've always been awesome on the social, but similar to your point just then, like I never really focused on it because that's not where the revenue was. Like there's all these um, mortgage brokers that are out there on, on in your Instagram and things like that, but it doesn't get, it doesn't close business. No. So you need to be out there on the phones doing all the old school things because in a, in a world like broking and real estate, that's what, that's what pays the bills. So it wasn't a huge priority for myself back there. Even nobody wants to see reserve bank update. Um, Cause it just, it's, there's so, so it's, many, re yeah. it's, rep it's repetitive, right? Like, yeah. And you know, it's, it's negative as well. No one wants like, well, it can be positive obviously if it's drops, but yeah. it's not, it's, it, it's not a stimulating piece of content for someone. So but then looking at it, looking back at it now with the lens of what we do for the clothing brand um, to create sort of, I would do things a lot differently in that world if I was still in that world, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I think you, I mean, you wouldn't know what you know now if you weren't exposed to the exactly environments right. that you're exposed to. Yeah, that's right. So look, I think that, you know, there's still a, a place for all that content to come out, but it's um, obviously having to evolve a lot more. And that might be because of dem the age demographic and the sort of people that are coming through the ranks, people like you and I, and also the younger demographic that are looking at the more artistic side of it, maybe being exposed to a few more things on Instagram and all the stuff there. Well, it was like, I thought it was, um, was it a week ago or so where you sent me this thing? He's like, oh, you could do something with this, the James Corden and Kanye yeah. in the airplane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then straight away, my mind just went, how can it help Josh? And I was like, what about have that as your open homes and like just a piece of content that somebody would scroll on their phone and go, oh yeah. And but like, that's, that's, and that's been and my that. highest engagement post um, ever since I put my Instagram up. So, which has really? been, yeah, which has been really, really interesting. And then I find you know, that so interesting. Yeah, and I put another one up the other day of um, oh, that actor. I can't remember his name, but then I put the caption when a buyer pulls out um, from buying a property or something. And like all of the agents that followed me are like, mate, that's awesome. And I sent it to a couple of people because they wanted to repost. And I'm like, that's fine. Just go for it. Yeah. And like, 
And that's why, again, the main reason why I wanted to have you on today is because you've influenced my thought patterns to shift a little bit from the typical real estate just listed, just sold, which is what we're still doing because that's mm. what people do need to see to see that we're actually doing what we're designed yeah, to do. Yeah, it shows what you do. That's right. But also wanting to get a little bit of my own passion out on the side, which I'm going to put a little bit more on my personal page and let the business page do its own thing. Yeah. You know, now that I've got my own business, I can actually do that. Before, my personal page was my business page. So I, I felt like I needed to be a little bit more conservative. But now I can let the business do its thing and also the personal side do its thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that's sort of like when I was saying, looking back at, I think when we spoke a few months ago as well, like talking about like different ways that you could do an open home and here I am just saying like, Oh, you should do it. You could almost just do like a walk through just you literally with a, it's almost like a vlog, someone following you where it's, it's, it's not polished by any stretch. It's, it's your walking through. This is the bathroom here and you're videoing it and you go through it and like well, it's like, and, welcome to my crib, right? And I think we laughed about that at the time. Yeah, but imagine you're doing that now, like in this environment where you can't get more than one person in a vendor's property and you've got this detailed video of that doesn't look like this on the camera um, tripod where it's nice and smooth. It's just going through a property as if they were. Um, a piece of content like that for an agent now would just be phenomenal. Mate, it's interesting. We, we actually, we've actually done two of them. Um, and I, I put the first one out for a little unit in Hornsby and it was, it was a full walkthrough and it was like a little bit of commentary and it was like, mm. welcome to my crew a little bit. And sort of you go into the kitchen and I was explaining different areas, part of the kitchen. And um, someone came in and they said, look, thank you so much for putting that video out because we ruled it in because of these reasons, but we could have ruled it out because we saw everything. And I did a, a second one for a property in Wesley and the buyer came in the morning and they said, look, we're 90% sure we want to buy it just based off the video they stayed at the property for 10 minutes and exchanged contracts in the afternoon on the same day so it's completely reshaped a lot of the stuff that we've done mm. um, and i guess that this is leading into the next question around sort of COVID and what's happening here what are you doing to get through like is there any any people that you're leaning on or is anything different that you've been focusing on yeah so I, we've i've been it's funny how it's like COVID has been like the catalyst for a few different things i've wanted to make a sort of like a show i just was never sure of how to do it um one thing on one of the first weekends given that there's nothing open or anything to to do on weekends i just sort of i came across the Basel sports documentary and it's 14 episodes long i watched it in one night um and one thing that they've built their business it's a very similar bit um type of it's very like the American, um, it's like, I don't know, kids are crazy. They love the Barstool atmosphere, drinking. It's very YKTR. Um, so I watched it and I was like, oh, there's something in this for us. And they've built their business off the back of like a Skype, um, Zoom style show that they put out. They did it. They do it daily during the week. And they've, they talk about like five topics or whatever's going on in the world at the time, whether it be sport. Um, something funny happens online and the three of them would sit there and just discuss it via zoom um, and when i went in to meet with ice i was like like what can we do to try and do it i'm like hey we should be blogging because barstool's built massively off blogs so why you ice loves writing we have a writer journalist in auckland that is really really good at what he does um it, we were publishing on a different website yktrsports.com instead of i'm like let's let's park that let's create a blog on the actual clothing brand website to drive traffic to the actual clothing brand. And let's, let's, I'll even try and write like I've, 
I've never written before in my life apart from school, but I read enough on the internet and you see, um, I can do like five top songs that you should be listening or five new, new tracks that dropped on the weekend, five best YouTube channels to watch in ISO, all things like that. We can then do that on, on the blog and then it creates people visiting yktr.com.au. Um, being a Facebook wizard, the more traffic that you get on the site, the more you can then retarget people. So regardless if they're going on to look at a t-shirt or they're reading my article, it's the same information for somebody to do. So well, I can, I can tell you now it works because I've been spammed by YKTR all morning after reading your, your blog uh, last night. So yeah, it's working. These winter hoodies, man, and the temperature's dropping. Temperature's yeah, dropping. True. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, how we've sort of navigated COVID is just trying to provide more value. It's been difficult. I run a podcast with former football player, Justin Horro, the scope. It's tough because we don't want to be coming across it. We're having more people in the office than we really should. But then now with zoom, we've been able to sort of adjust that and, and make it so we can still do podcasts. It's, it's not the same. There's nothing better than getting like, um, like we've had like p- people from like Willie Mason, Clint Gutherson from the Parramatta Eels, um, it was funny. A photo came out of the prem- of all the NRL players at the Premiership, um, like the photo that they all take with the trophy before the season starts. And I'd met pretty much, I'd say, at least half of them I've met through what I'm doing now. Um, and it was a pretty crazy moment. I was just like, "Wow, like, this is cool stuff, man!" Like, and they're almost when you meet someone like that, they're so interested in what we're that what I'm doing and how I got to where I am that I am just meeting them as a football player. Yeah. They're like, yeah. Oh, what do you do? Oh, so you do all the graphics for this page. You do this, you do that. I'm like, yeah, yeah this is what sort of I do. I'm like, I know what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I think but when yeah. you, when you're moving so fast, you sort of forget exactly what you're doing. And I've, I've found that as well. And obviously you're very much like that where you're doing all these things, you're creating all these graphics and you're doing it for all the sports people essentially. And then, you know, you're, you're so focused on what they're doing and in the background, they're actually watching what you're doing. And it's mm. like that, that pinnacle moment where you go and meet with them and they're like, you know, what, what are you doing? And you're like, but I'm here to talk to you. Like I'm sort of more curious about you. You don't realize that sort of stuff's happening, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. but it's, it's awesome, man. And I think that, you know, the, the strategy and the stuff that the way you're doing things is like super, super cool. Um, so is there anything else that you guys are doing at the moment? I mean, I know you've got the video and the podcast and you've obviously got the clothing brand. What else is happening in the background? That's pretty much it. We're just really focusing on that. We've got some, I've started to do some work on, I think our spring, stuff so i'm just practicing um during this time i've signed up because like i said i learn off youtube what i'm doing so i know i my i'm capable of doing what i have been doing um and i thought covid was a cool time to um to expand the skills so i've signed up for like a udemy course to do some advanced design things to try and make it a little bit more polished um when does when you're designing a like a hoodie for example it all starts in like a um what's called a tech pack, which is the, the, you know, you see the white traces of like a t-shirt, for example, that's a tech pack and where you can, so I'm trying to learn how to design that because that adds value to YKTR, which is, I just trying to try and add as much value to YKTR. Um, So if I'm being able to design the clothes better, that just makes life so much easier for everything else, which is ancillary to that. Um, So if we're making better clothes, that means we can then, more money's coming through the business for ICE to then invest in other areas. So that's been my priority of this COVID period is to 
try and upskill, try and design better, have more ideas for YKTR in itself. So doing the course so I can design more clothes and um, do, I want to be better at doing like heavier graphics on shirts as opposed to just something that's just, this is obviously completely fine. And oh, it's, you, it's you, timeless, right? Like that, that, that'll never date. Yeah. But I think sort of, if you're looking at like the brands that I look up to and you sort of fall, see what their sort of collections are, heavy graphic tees are sort of coming back a little bit. There was a point probably for the past sort of like five years or so where everyone was very sort of basic with what they're wearing, just plain clothes where now fashion sort of going towards being a little bit more out there again. It sort of goes in cycles as you'd know. So I want to get better at designing that sort of stuff and heavy graphic. Like that's sort of where I want to upskill myself to. And I'm pretty with what I wear, I would, I'm pretty, I, I'd have to, if I was to wear, I'm basically designing something that I would wear and I'm pretty pedantic with that sort of stuff. So that's why I'm trying to upskill and, and learn all these different things during this time because um, I think it's valuable and it, it helps everything. If I get better at designing a graphic, it's because I'm printing on a t-shirt, I'm still getting better at designing a graphic. Yeah. Um, and even if it just goes on a shirt at the end, I still getting a, it's a skill that even when I'm designing a sports graphic or something, that skill, it's still all linked together. Yeah, definitely, man. Look, I mean, it's, it's reflective in everything that you do and you talk about the pedantic piece and you can see that, you know, a lot of the stuff that you put out, you're not just splashing everything everywhere. There's a lot of strategy behind it. There's a lot of thought that goes behind it. Everything's clean and, and super crisp. Man, I just want to congratulate you. It's It's been amazing to sort of see the journey. You've just sort of, um, you didn't know whether it was a passion or not, but you knew that you, so you knew that the graphics was a passion, but you didn't know whether it was actually going to lead somewhere, but all credit to you, you've dug your, dug your heels in, you've really dug deep. Um, I appreciate you, you sharing your journey with us. I know there's a, a whole lot more that you've got to offer and we, we look forward to seeing everything that comes out off the back of that. Where does everyone find you? Where do they hook up with you if they want to sort of get in touch? Yeah. So follow the clothing brand first on Instagram um, at YKTR. I think there's an underscore at the end of it. Yeah. Um, and then follow me, jump on Instagram at it's Luke Stowe. And yeah, I'm going to try and um, one of the goals I'm trying to get myself out there. I wrote the articles you referenced to as to how I do my stuff. Um, people always ask me, how do you do what you do? So, and I was like, well, I'm not quite at the point where I want to put a video out on it yet, but if I just show, what I found to do the article, then I'll do that. So we're going to start vlogging, um, blogging a bit more and just seeing where it goes. And yeah, it's, I'm looking forward to seeing where this COVID all ends up. Yeah, that's it, man. We should get a vlog out, man. I think that um, a lot of people will be interested to, yeah, to see well, well, how you go about things. Well, the life at YKTR vlog's pretty cool like that. So we document everything that we've been doing once we've been in the office. And you'll see a couple of the footy boys come through, which is a bit of a laugh as well. Um, and then the show and go, which is what? Three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, where we pick five topics. Um, tomorrow, I don't know when this will come up, but Wednesday we'll be chatting about the MJ doco from last night. Um, our takeaways from it. And yeah, just keep an eye out for the show and go on YouTube. Love it, man. Good stuff. Well, um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, really appreciate you sharing the journey. And look thanks for having me. And I haven't actually told that story to anyone yet. So, well, That's publicly what... at least. So <laughs> I really appreciate the. I thought when you reached out, um, for to, you're the probably the right person to chat to about it. So I appreciate it. Man, I've been curious about the whole journey for quite a long time, actually. And I think that with busy lives and everything that's going on, there hasn't had this opportunity to actually go and do it. And 
neither did we think about doing it over Zoom. We thought we had to get in front of each other and have all these crazy tech cameras and stuff around and hire people. So I think the one thing that I'm loving that's coming out of this whole virus is the ability to connect with people like this. And whilst we're social distancing, I feel like it's more of a physical distancing more than anything. Yeah, and I think I people are interacting probably a little bit more over channels like this. So it's really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, I agree. Well, thanks, man. Like I said, honestly, genuinely appreciate coming on having a chat like this. All good, man. Thanks for joining us. No worries. Catch See you soon.